Hello, legends, and welcome to Real Estate Leaders and Legends, a California Association of Realtors podcast, where we're dropping leadership knowledge, one legend at a time. You're about to learn the secrets of success of some of the biggest and brightest in the industry. I'm Emily Horn. And I'm Sarah Sudachan, and we're podcasting from Studio CAR in Los Angeles. And today we'll talk to someone who is one of the most powerful and influential people in real estate. Tammy Bonnell, CEO of Exit Realty Corp. It's a company built on human potential with, get this, 27,000 agents worldwide. Wow, oh my gosh. Okay, Tammy really knows how to have a conversation. As a matter of fact, having a conversation is what she considers is the core of what we do in this business. That's right, and that's probably why talking to Tammy and didn't feel like an interview it at didn't. all. No, it felt like we were just talking to a friend, shooting the breeze, and um, she just so happens to be in the same business as us. I loved her. Uh, but before we get into that conversation, it's time for the leadoff. So the leadoff is what we're working on or thinking about, and it's been inspired by our interview from today. That's right. And we found out that Tammy is a habitual writer of personal notes, Sarah. She actually even said, I think she said 80 a week. She sends out 80. (laughs) I just can't get over this. 80 personal notes a week to people. Um, It's part of her mindset of love, which is what she says she uses to run her business and lead. I love getting a personal note. Don't you? I do. Oh my gosh, I do. It definitely is a whole different scenario than getting a text, getting an email, 100%. whatever. So what do you practice personal notes like for thank yous? What do you do? You know, I, this is something I've been hard on myself about because after every meeting or after every conference, I have had such amazing experiences or somebody's yeah. touched my life or, or just my heart. And I always want to write I come back thinking I'm going to write a personal note and I could take a page out of Tammy's book yeah by writing them on an airplane or you know making use of time because I don't get to writing as many notes as I want to yeah it does take some effort and planning like yeah. you have to have stamps for instance <laughs> something I never have important but, little details but I notice, you know we've been going to a lot of birthday parties for my four-year-old daughter Olivia and I do notice that some parents, and this isn't a judgment, it's just an observation, honestly, um, because I'm, we're all busy. But I know this, the trend is becoming like this blanket email from that Evite that they sent that you can like from Evite or from Paperless Post. And it's just this blanket email that goes to everyone who attended the party. And it was like, thank you for coming and thank you for your gifts. <laughs> and yeah, it's then, not the same as a personal It's note. not. And then there are some who are still doing that lost art of sending a little personal handwritten note. And... Again, there's no judgment because everyone just has to do what works for them. But I will say that there's a different feeling I get from that person who writes a personal note. Even if I don't know them, I feel very much more appreciated by them. And just like I feel a connection in a diff- totally different way. So it's it there is a big difference, I think. A hundred percent. And I think that's why Tammy feels so passionately about it. And she yeah. dedicates so much of her time to it. So let's let's get into the interview. Welcome, Tammy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Tammy, we know a lot about Exit, but we want to hear about your rise to CEO and what that story was. Okay. Um, First, I found out about Exit because I was uh, top in the world selling franchises for another brand. 
and I was ready to grow to the next level. I was doing mergers and acquisitions and selling franchises. I had been focused on the back room for probably 10 years, making companies profitable, doing mergers and acquisitions and selling franchises. And I was ready to run the show. And I looked at a lot of other companies and there wasn't any opportunity other than a lateral move. And then I found out about Exit. So I bought the rights to the New England states. That's how I first got involved. So I became a regional owner and I wanted to do it right when they started in the United States. So I'd have some control so that I would get to participate in the growth. And the year after I purchased the rights to the region, I became vice president over the United States. The year after that, I became president over the United States. And I can honestly say everybody in our company that holds a job in leadership got the job because they were already doing that job. And in 2012, I became CEO, but I was already helping all of North America. I was already helping all of Canada and the United States, as were the people that I work with. And I think that that's a really uh, amazing thing. Probably the most amazing thing about it is that everyone we have in leadership because we're a privately held franchise which is very unusual right we're very stable privately held so you're not going to see people transition all over the place um, the average time that an executive has been with our company is 15 years wow and that's, that's a, a long tenure thing. and out of 18 leaders at corporate headquarters that are in a leadership position 12 of us are female i like it woman up woman up yep. baby Tammy, what would you say if you have to thinking about your leadership qualities, what which one leadership quality would you say really stands out for you that you um, exercise in in your um, CEO position? I mean, I think I, I think there are probably a lot to choose from, but one one what thing differentiates you as a leader? I think the biggest thing that differentiates me, uh, first off, I lead from a position of love and always have. Um, but even if, I, if I'm not a fan of what they're doing right now, <laughs> I always lead from a position of love with that mindset. But I, I would say probably it's that I'm very up close and personal. This company was built on human potential and we really focus on the entire human being. We, people become what you tell them they can be. And so we really pay attention to what they have to say, where their concerns are, and we make it as personal as humanly possible. We're very, very approachable. Everyone in leadership is very approachable. I love that, Tammy. And I, I I almost knew that answer because I know Tammy a little bit. I got to know her through Woman Up. And how do you love on your agents? Well, I catch them doing something good. So I talk to all of our, we have regional owners that own the rights to uh, an individual state or part of a state or a province. And um, they keep me apprised of what everyone's doing. If people need a little nudge, if they are doing something really great, if um, they just accomplished something in their community. And so I try and connect with a handful from every single state, every single month. And I connect with them through Facebook and LinkedIn, and they all have my contact information. So I get a lot of private messages when they have a concern. And uh, we just make sure that, you know, I tell them, give me 24 to 48 hours to get back to them because I'm on a lot of planes, but I try and touch them as much as humanly possible. And I do videos out to the public as well. Um, and usually it's on what they have for concerns. When you think back uh, when you first entered Exit, entered Exit, did you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> what, what do you wish you knew then that you now know? That I think to really just, uh, just have a conversation, just honestly relax. You know, this company came from Canada. It originated in Canada. And I think I had a mindset that, 
you know, in the United States, we think we do everything right and we're bigger. And to just really relax and know that if you have a conversation with people, the system sells itself. It just makes really good sense. And so just have a conversation and don't worry about who you have the conversation with. Just make sure you go out and have a conversation with people all the time. Um, so I had some preconceived notions in my mind that I didn't need to have there when I first started. And how did you learn that lesson? I mean, was there a somebody I'll that came I'll tell you exactly in? what happened, actually. I was very concerned because um, my I was number one in the world before I came here selling franchises. So, um, you know, that's I beat out countries by myself. And so I knew that I knew how to talk to people and how to sell. And yet I let other voices come into my head. And one night I was complaining about it to my husband and he said, do you know how to do what you're doing? And I said, yeah, and it just stopped me short. And he said, then why don't you just do what you do? And it was just this unbelievable eye-opening thing for me to just go have a conversation. You go have a conversation, you find out what's really important to people and your business philosophies will match or they won't. And it's okay either way, but just to relax and have that conversation. I've never had to sell anything. It's really finding out, finding that with us, they'll do better and it has to match. It has to make sense for both sides or it won't work. I love how he stopped you in your tracks and pulled you back because you knew that right it's but it's amazing when somebody really knows you i'll tell you another one that probably is a little bit off color and i probably shouldn't please do, but, please do. Um, <laughs> i was on my way home and i was so proud of myself i had uh the best day i've ever had of personally of how many things were sold in the same day i sold out the rights to um 50 of the united states by population in one year whoa um, it broke a lot of records and I called my husband on the phone on the way home and I said, I'm going to get a tattoo on my uh, rear end, just joking with my husband, right? <laughs> that says, show me the money. And he me again in my tracks and I said, honey, it. that'll look like a comic book left out in the rain in about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love honesty. I mean, there's nothing like your spouse said, or partner oh, so to keep you in check. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps you accountable. I like it. Yeah, it's good. He's like a coach. I know. <laughs> um, so, Tammy, what would you say, what does it take for an agent to make it in real estate today? I think that the smartest thing to do is to get to know what your strengths are. And so if you know what your strengths are and you pay attention to where the business is. So I always say you need to know what the 30,000 foot view is, right, where the big picture is, where trends are coming from. And then the 2,000 foot view, which will probably encompass your entire state because there's some things and trends that are different in every state. I'm from Boston, you guys are in California. Obviously the states are dramatically different. And so uh, it, we still think everybody out there has a surfboard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of us do. Not I don't. Actually. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, but to understand that 2,000 foot view, and then you need to have a street level view, a perspective on where the business is right now, um, and then a perspective on yourself and what you're really good at. So if you're really good making connections and networking, then that's what you should do, right? And you should really find a focus of something that you can specialize in. Right now, I think with all the disruptors that are out there, the most important thing is for you to be part of the solution. And I'll give you a great example. I have a gentleman that's in the Carolinas and he's talking to me about how to really grow his business exponentially. And I said, look, I want you to go out and talk to all of your clients, 
Where do you see yourself in the next one, three, five years? What do you have for plans when you retire? Ask them effective questions that are really related to them. Ask them what their dreams are, what their goals are, real estate-wise, financially, because your job is to be part of the solution and be a consultant. A marketing firm, you know, disruptors that are a giant marketing firm, they can't ask questions. They consider that human being a lead and not a human being. So if you're part of the solution, so in having that conversation with them, um, fast forward two years now, he had a conversation with a gentleman that said he wanted to retire in 10 years, that he wanted to sell his business, that he wanted to live somewhere else, that he wanted to move to another location, and he wanted to have enough income property that no matter what happened with his retirement plan, um, that he would be covered. If he never asked those questions, he never would have gone any further. He helped send a referral to the next state south for him to get buy a second home that he wants to retire in. He took out a 10-year mortgage because he wanted to retire in 10 years. And he learned about short-term rentals from our agent and ended up paying it off in two years' time. And he's bought five investment properties, and he's now selling his house, and he owns three of the seven mortgage-free so he's in an amazing position and he's going to shout from the rooftops about this person being part of his solution right that's right mm-hmm. and it's all about asking those right effective questions and being that person for them they can see all the information they don't know how it impacts them and what it is they have for choices and what they can do but if i stay ahead of that curve on where the trends are i can give that advice to this person and i can give that information to him so um he ended up doing seven transactions you wouldn't have touched but just from one person that's amazing. And then he multiplied that all the way through his business. So he actually went from 18 transactions to 105 in one year. Whoa. And, wow. That's a huge transformation. Just by thinking differently of I'm going to be part of the solution. I'm going to ask the right effective questions. Um, that or really specialize in something that you know you're good at. If you really want to work with seniors, then focus on senior business, right? Um, if you really are great with first-time home buyers, then be where they are and focus on first-time home buyers and what the, those trends are and what that opportunity is for people. If you um, want to work with investment property, find out what their real needs are. You know, I have a very close friend, um, actually one of my closest girlfriends from the time uh, being in middle school, and she's a divorced mom, and she's been in the mortgage business most of her life, and having a conversation with her, I asked her the same questions. What are your dreams? What are your goals? What do you find similarities in? Because she has money to invest, and she wants to prepare herself for retirement, and she's divorced, and she lives in a town that is the best public school system in the state of New Hampshire, and um, she knows that everybody that gets a divorce, they get a condo in this town so they can keep their kids in the same school system. I said, buy up the condos. You don't have to mow the lawn. You don't have to do any maintenance. Make sure you buy up the condos. Well, she owns 40 of them now. Oh my goodness. Wow. And she's up 400 to $700 a month per condo. <laughs> so That's amazing. Um, it's really just finding out what it is that they have. And, and I think she owes me a thank you note, just saying. Um, <laughs> At the very I, least, I, maybe some seized candy too. The thing is, sure. is, is finding out that special lane. You know, people watch HGTV and they think that they're going to be a home improvement person. And then you get a dentist <laughs> that's putting Corian countertops in a, in a fixer upper. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't end up working. But if you can really find out truthfully what they, what they have an interest in and, and, and what their marketplace is, you can help anybody get further and grow further. So, um, you know, business is still done by personal referrals more than anything else. It doesn't matter how many aggregators, how many disruptors, 
just get really good at your job and be the solution and you'll be fine and find mentors that are really good right for sure yes for sure I actually I rely on mentors a lot Um, yes but I did want to I did want to like focus in on what and hone in on what you said for our listeners because it was really key know your niche or know what you want to Mm -hmm. x you know be an expert in and -hmm. then be a part of that solution for your clients I loved that and I just wanted to reiterate that for our podcasters absolutely asking the right questions that's right and listening Yeah. To what they're saying. You have to listen more than you speak, always. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. That's a good one for all of us. You know, Tammy, as you were talking, um, obviously, you are you coach, uh, maybe formally or informally, a lot of people in your realm. Um, who's your coach? Who do you use um, that inspires you to set your goals and keep you motivated and excited? You know, I have a couple personal people that I've been close to for a long time. And so they, I ask their advice uh, on a regular basis and I really, I really trust them. But um, believe it or not, the founder and chairman of our company has been an incredible uh, role model and coach. And he creates a very good environment so that you feel really comfortable coming in and saying, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm concerned about. Uh, because his really his entire goal, I can tell you, this entire organization was built on human potential, and so um, it's a really nice thing to be able to go to somebody that you report to and say, "Hey, these are a couple things I'm struggling with. Uh, these are the things I want to learn from." But um, you also have to jump out and not stay just within your own organization, within your own realm. You have to jump outside. So I participate in a lot of national things. When I speak, um, and I speak a couple hundred times a year, when I go out and I speak. I make sure that I attend part of that conference. I'm a student too. And I think that you really have to be a student. You can't assume, you know, I've seen a lot of executives make a big mistake trying to protect their uh, retirement for lack of a better statement. And they come in with an entourage and they come in for whatever they're supposed to be doing and then they leave. And yet there are things going on that are changing so rapidly in the industry. I, I think we can't fool ourselves. We have to really realize that we have to stay an ongoing student in order to grow. That's a wonderful advice. And I, I, I heard you say you travel a couple hundred times a year. I'm on more than 100 planes a year, but I speak a couple hundred times. Yeah. Wow. That oh my gosh. Is... Talk about a frequent flyer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully yeah. have some good benefits with that. How do you stay balanced and stay connected with your people, your staff? I loved what you said about exit being built on human potential but that human side also needs you. So how do you balance everything out? Well, one of the wonderful things, just like we're on Zoom right now, um, we do meetings on Zoom so we can see everybody. And so you can see their expression and you know what their mood is. You're not just talking to them on the phone, you can actually see. So we have regular calls with our regional owners. We have regular calls with our broker owners so that we can see them all the time. And I travel into their marketplace and I make sure that I, leave enough time to sit down and have conversations with them about what's really important, about what it is that they're really working on. Um, And I count on the eyes and ears that are out there. We have international trainers, we have regional owners, uh, we have other people in leadership. And so I count on them coming back to me and saying, hey, this person is going through a divorce or this person's mom's ill or whatever the circumstances are so that we can make sure that we can touch base, not just when things are going great, right? But um, uh, stay connected. And that doesn't mean we're gonna be perfect, but we just try and fill in the blanks. I keep 80 personal notes in my briefcase 
and I write notes on planes and while I'm waiting for planes and um, I write 80 personal notes a week so that I always make sure that I touch somebody with uh, something I buy did you say um, 80 mm mm-hmm and 80 personal than, thank, like thank yous or anything right, personal and right. you send them just to be clear that's incredible you. that's inc- that's a lot of that's a big time commitment it is a time commitment but if i'm on a plane i might as well be doing something constructive right yeah. and so um i do it while i'm waiting in a waiting room or if i'm on a plane um and i also buy because i'm a chronic readaholic so um, I read about 300 books a year and I buy about a thousand more and I send out a hundred books a month and to friends and family to, for, to people colleagues. I got one of those books. You did? I did. Yeah. That's um, a beautiful and I, gift. I, I would love to hear your, uh, reasoning behind sending me, um, Simon Sinek's book. Um, what is it called? Start with a why. Start with why. Yeah. Well, you and I got to have a very good personal conversation. Um, and it was at a time, I think, when both of us had were our emotions were probably pretty raw and we had to ha- got to have a really good conversation. And I think that that book really makes you focus on really where you want to go. And you started um, getting so actively involved with Woman Up. And I think that it'll help you s- not only stay the course, but make this explode by really uh, focusing in on what it is that you really want to get out of this and what you really want to do to impact people and that book start with why really helps you to find truly what that why is i loved it thank you so much for sending that's You're a beautiful welcome. gift i like i like sending books i like that whole idea yeah and and just the notes alone i mean that's a time commitment and yeah. and an amazing one at and, that and i think it's a dying you know mm-hmm. um thing i mean i don't think a lot of people are doing that personal touch and there's well, emails and texts when was and, the last time when was the last time you had the ability to throw a thank you note in the trash it's hard right because yes. it's yeah. so personal <laughs> i was like hmm. it, it <laughs> it's hard to throw to birthday door, cards door. in the trash i yes. know yes. i know sarah and i i you think know. had a flash to all the little things we probably have from our kids and everything yeah. in our house right now yeah. that i need yeah. to throw away right yeah. and so but people really want to matter more than anything else people want to matter and they want to be part of something better and you can't say it you have to live it and um you know there's a great book called humans are underrated we and read it. it. Talks about yes. all this fear our, our, yeah, Leslie awesome actually asked us about to about all this fear of technology and all that sort of stuff. But because of technology and everybody getting so addicted to being in front of this phone and texting and Facebook, um, we have more depression than we've ever seen. We have more suicide. We have more of an opioid epidemic. And what they really need is to go have a conversation with someone. They really need to connect with Absolutely. someone. And so many people post this airbrushed life. It's why I I do videos on Facebook and I've actually even had some people in leadership in my company say, you need to back that up a little bit so that everybody can't see your age as well. And, oh, wow. um, you know, just oh, being- What did you say to them? Old-fashioned view. And I say, I want them to see every single bit of me because I think that you need to be as real as humanly possible because I think everyone else needs to see that real. You don't wake up airbrushed and you don't That's wake right. up with you know, you see these people, they take the picture, like doing selfies and everything else 50 times before they post it. And nobody looks like that all the time. So and then true. you have, uh, we have children, right, that are going to look at that and think that other people are living a better life than they are. It and creates, that's probably yeah. true. 
this artificial reality that people try to, you know, think you have to attain or else you're a failure. You know, it creates this mindset, I think. And I love that you shared that with our listeners because I think more and more people need to be honest about, you know, that courage that it takes. And just this is the real me and I don't come with a filter. And I think when leaders do that, it's especially beneficial. Um, So as we're talking on the more personal level, I'll I'll continue on that same path. You know, I, I was told you have a black belt in Taekwondo. Is that true? And please, please tell me all about that. I'm a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. Second degree. What's the highest? Where else do you go from there? 10th degree. There's 10 degrees. Oh, Wow. My, my husband's a master and everyone in my house is a secondary black belt or above. So we did it as a family. That's amazing. Um, what Tammy, that? my son's going to go for his second degree black belt in Taekwondo in November. Oh my gosh. So you're, awesome. you're, you know all about this. Sarah. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you because of raising, uh, for raising kids and um, doing that, I, I, I have a recommendation for people that are, have, have a family and are trying to build a career and build a future. And a couple of things we did really right. Number one, find common grounds that you have in common with your children. And so for one of us, for us is martial arts and another one is reading. We all love to read. Um, but we went to Taekwondo three times a week for 15 years. And it was and your time together. And so, and we didn't bring our phones. So it was the uninterrupted time in the car on the way there and on the way back to hear what's going on in their world. And then Uh, really focused on being there and being present. But it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if that's bowling or playing games or having a game night. You have to have some common ground that lets everybody let their guard down enough to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, And another thing we did really well is on Sunday nights, everybody kind of gathered together as a family. My youngest is 30 now, but um, we would gather together as a family and I would ask my kids what they wanted to do this week. And William might want to go lift weights. Megan might want to go to the library. Um, whatever they wanted to do, I would say, all right, we'll do that this week. But I never said, okay, Tuesday at three, we're going to the movies. I just guaranteed that it would happen that week. And in the entire time of my career, I never had to break a promise. And I think that's really important. So I just say, okay, we're going to do that this week. Sometimes I was running up the library steps with Megan at six o'clock on Saturday when they closed at seven. Right. But I didn't have to break a promise. I love that. You know, we can take a page out of that book. Especially going back to that work-life balance and yeah. trying to keep, you know, a close family, a close-knit family while you're as successful as you are. I think those are really good tips. And you have to make some choices sometimes, too. You know, when I was, uh, when my children were younger, I didn't travel because uh, I didn't, certainly didn't travel like I travel now <coughs> because I wanted to be a mom first. Right. And there were times when I had an opportunity for a job when I said, as long as you know my family comes first, I'll make you more money than you've ever made. And uh, sometimes they could live with that and sometimes they couldn't. And you really have to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, what's what's my compass say? And uh, what am I gonna be living with? I actually have a tattoo on my back and it says, be true to yourself and you'll be able to lead others. That's Is that your only tattoo? No. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you have? I have uh, three, and um, I'm actually going to get another one. But uh, really, I like this. So is that your mantra? Because I lost a bet. Oh, (laughs) that's your fourth one. one. Can you tell us that that story? Is that like uh, broadcast appropriate? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So is be true to yourself your mantra, so that you can lead others. 
And you said something earlier that I I just want to touch on because it's something that people love to talk about in real estate, and that is disruption. And Mm -hmm. I know you a little bit, and I think you can share, I think, maybe some advice to calm the nerves of real estate agents who think that the lions are coming over the the hill and going to take their jobs. I mean, what... What advice would you give to real estate agents to thrive in this industry today? Well, I think that you have to remember that it's the human behind the transaction and it's the human behind the device and it will always be the human. It is the most emotional decision most people ever make from a buying standpoint is buying their own home, right? Um, I'll buy investment property without seeing it because I've been in this business for a long time, but a place my babies are going, I doubt it right? You're you're really emotional about it. And there are certain things you want to answer. So, um, but I would say the biggest advice period, because people just, they start paying so much attention. It's, there's three ways people will fail. Uh, Number one, they don't have enough information. They don't have enough knowledge. They don't have enough data. And usually it's, they don't have enough information about the person they're serving, not the properties and not business. It's usually they don't have enough information about the person they're serving. Um, Number two, they have negative habit patterns. Um, One side, they're inhibited. And so anybody that's inhibited, I just remind them, it's just a conversation. That's all you're doing. You're having a conversation. I don't know if you're ready to buy or sell right now. I don't know what's going on in your world. So I'm just having a conversation. It could turn into business. And if I'm really good at my conversation, it will turn into business. And maybe not you. Maybe you're going to refer me to somebody else. On the other side is... um, that, that opposite of inhibit is the compulsive person that just runs out without doing any homework, right? Runs out and just mows everybody down. Um, and somewhere in the middle is, is, is good. So they need to do homework first so that they can go out and be calm, just breathe first. But the third one, and it's the most important, and it's going back to um, disruptors. Distraction is the biggest reason people will not succeed. They get get up in the morning and their cell phone's beside their head and all of a sudden after the alarm goes off, they're checking their emails and they go from checking their emails to checking their texts and texting people. And then from there, they're on Facebook and any other social media. And pretty soon there's a good chunk of the day that's disappeared. And now they're paying attention to other people, what other people want out of the day, not what they want out of their day. And so to me, I plan um, the top things I want to accomplish the next day and I write them down before I go to bed. And I don't do anything until those things are accomplished. So I, I'm not going to react to email. Put blinders on and remember that your business, your company is in your windshield and the competition is in your rear view mirror. The disruptors are in your rear view mirror. And I don't mean that derogatory. I want to know what's going on out there so I don't hit any blind spots and I don't bump into a car that's in my in, in my rear view mirror, right? That, right, I, that I don't see because of a blind spot. But my job is to focus on this windshield. My job is straight ahead. And if I concentrate on what I can do to better myself and go straight ahead, I'll never fail. I'll never fail. Do you time block for yourself? Yes, I do. And, and it takes a lot of discipline to avoid some of the distractions you were talking about. You know, I, I Every actually day I I'm, deal with that. I do that. I, I wake up and I look at my email. And then I mean, your day feels like it's controlling you instead of you taking control of your day. Yeah. It's reactionary but and not intentional. You know, stress comes from unfinished business and anxiety comes from thinking all about the future instead of right where we are right now. 
And so yeah. if I'm stressed, I know that I'm thinking about the past and I didn't finish something I should have. And if I have anxiety, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself too far forward. I've got to stay in today. Mm-hmm. I've got to stay in the present tense and I've got to control the day. I, I'm the one that needs to own today. So if you put a list together of what you really want to accomplish, I'll tell you, it feels amazing the next day when you wake up uh, and I have a ha- I have habits and a routine that I do first, right? But then I go through that checklist first and I don't let anybody else interrupt me until that's done. Um, because then I'm in control of the day. And if I have the, all of those, the top three things that need to be done out of the day done by noon, I'm probably accomplishing more than most people before anybody even gets lunch. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I love that. So we're going to go into rapid fire. I know Emily okay. wants to do this, but I want, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this, Tammy, you are one of the top executives in this industry nationwide and internationally speaking, but you're also female. So um, in my true woman up form, and I'm putting on my woman up hat, what advice would you give to other women who strive to be at your level or take a leadership role in their brokerage or start their own company? I think you go find yourself some mentors that are already in that position. I find that most women are intimidated whether they feel like they don't deserve to go have those conversations or they already make up in their mind that those people are too busy for them. Strong women love strong women and want to see strong women succeed. 100%. They they are part of the the raving fan club, right? Yes. And so um, go and ask them. You know, maybe they don't have time today, but they can book off something a couple of days from now. Hey, I really want to bounce off you. I have a couple ideas of what I want to do. What would you do next? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Beautiful, you. beautiful. You have so many sound bites. I don't know which one <laughs> to pick. For- <laughs> We've wrote, written down so many notes. Yes. I love it. Um, okay, so we'll just head into our rapid fire. These are just kind of some fun one word kind of answers that maybe um, we'll get to know you even better. Um, So besides, obviously, the Real Estate Leaders and Legends podcast, what do you, what's your favorite podcast that you listen to? I actually have two. um, Anything with Seth Godin. I just love how outside he thinks. But there's a young man that is here in New England, and he's in the top 100 out of a million podcasts, and his name is Mark Metry. And he just, he makes you want to be a better person. And he's a young kid. He's like 21 years old. Interesting. What what do you, what yeah. about it do you love? I'm so now I'm he curious. Just, I'm a podcast. He, do, he does his homework on people so that he actually asks questions that you would not expect people to answer. Cool. Oh, we should we should listen to I'm that. taking notes. Inspiration. Yep. Oh, yeah. Love good podcast. Uh, we hear your love of books. What's your go to read or your favorite book ever? You could do either uh, or. Or both. Well, actually, well, my favorite book ever from a business standpoint is start with why. Um, I think so many people don't know why they're here or what they were put here for. And I think that um, all of us were put here for a special reason and a special purpose. And when you're in the lane that you really feel like you were born for this, and I don't mean that in any arrogant way, but you just feel like you're in the zone. You're constantly, uh, you can't wait. It doesn't matter about the money. You just can't wait to go do it again. Uh, You can't wait to go and participate in it. It will just help so many people. Um, And if you can't, when you read Start With Why, if you can't, you haven't figured it out yet, there's a great book that he wrote called Find Your Why, and it helps you understand the how-to to really find that. And um, when you're down that, when you're heading in that direction, everything everything works better. It feels like the universe is conspiring with you. 
Cool. Wonderful. Sarah, I'm gonna have to borrow that book when you're done. I will. <laughs> okay. I'll give it to you. Uh, favorite word or phrase? Uh, piece of cake. Love it. So before I have to walk out anywhere or if I'm nervous, I'm gonna go meet with somebody that I'm really nervous about. I just always say it's a piece of cake. Like like I got this kind yeah. of thing. Piece and what's your pet peeve like word or phrase? Like what least can't. favorite? Ah can't. Yes. Can't. We yes, we can. That's right. We can do it. <laughs> yeah. And any parting thoughts for our listeners, Tammy? Uh, you know, I think that the the best thing to do is to always keep growing. And I f- find a lot of people with how much we have technology going on that they don't get out in the public as much as they used to. Just go have a conversation with anyone related to your business, with anyone related to something that's really important to you. Just go out and have a conversation. You're always going to feel better and you're going to always feel like you're making progress. The founder of our company always says, you know, if you're in the, a boat in a sailboat and the sail's pointed in the right direction, you're moving even when you don't feel like you are, but you're pointing in the right direction. If I'm in my home office or um, somewhere that I'm not making progress and I'm not getting something done because I'm not actively doing anything, uh, I'm going to feel terrible about the day. So, uh, you know, the best way to own it is to to really get out and do it. I find, you know, finding mentors and uh, like I mentioned earlier, find mentors that are really in um positions you want to aspire to get to, even if it's uh, three rungs up or 10 rungs up from where you are right now, go have conversations with them and find out what they did and how they went about doing it. And uh, because they'll answer you. Uh, In fact, usually the people that aren't accomplishing as much are too busy and more wrapped up in themselves so that they won't take the time to go pay it forward. But the further you go, the more it seems like you have the ability to give. Well, you're sure giving a lot today and paying it forward. So I can't tell you how much we appreciate your time. And Tammy, it, you are truly an inspiring woman. And uh, this has really been a pleasure to talk to you. That was the first time I ever talked to Tammy. And I just am incredibly impressed and very inspired by her. Didn't you love her? Love her. And just she's kind of like who I want to be when I grow up. I yeah. mean, just she's really incredible. She ha- is so willing to give back. And as soon as we... Uh, approached her about woman up she was like i'm all in and and for someone on her level that has very serious time constraints that's a big deal yeah yeah yeah. so thank you tammy and as always thank you for listening to real estate leaders and legends i'm emily horn and i'm sarah sudachan hit that subscribe button yes let's do this every week together we hope we gave you some inspiration and information you need to thrive in your business and we have now two comments on um, our ratings oh, and reviews. That's double the amount that we had before. <laughs> but so. we want more. Hey. So uh, rate us, comment. You can also email us at realestateleadersandlegends at gmails, gmail.com. Gmails. <laughs> gmail.com. And until then, keep leading, legends. See